Captain. Papa, I wasn't just After you finished medical school and you're on your own, then you can do as you damn well please. But until then, you do as I tell you. Is that clear? Yes, sir, I'm sorry. <clears throat> you know how much this means to your mother, don't you? Yes, sir. Now that's from Dead Poet Society. How do you feel as that kid? You want to go into acting, and Dad wants you to go to medical school, and then you can do whatever you want. Well, how long is medical school, Dad? You know, you're in medical school for seven to ten years, and you've got internship and residency, and by the time you've devoted all of those years of your youth, of your developmental years, of the years when you're just blossoming, what are the chances that you are going to turn and become an actor, which you really wanted to do? And that's not what Dad has in mind. As much as he says you can do what, you're on, what you want once you're out of medical school, he's lying. And that's not fair. So this kid is just doused with unearned guilt from both mom and dad. And that's a real important concept. That's a concept that I learned from Ayn Rand, unearned guilt. It's guilt you never earned, never have to had to worry about, but you carry it around because you never resolve. Do I owe my life to mom and dad? Do I owe my career to mom and dad? Or is it my life? Am I hurting mom and dad because they diapered me and burped me or and took care of me? By, by carving my own path? Or is that my right to carve my own path in life? Of course, provided you're not stealing from them, it's not irrational, a nice rational path. But it is your life. And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner here to tell you that. It's your life. Make the most of it. Now, we're, what happens in romance? Imagine sitting down and opening up a valentine from your partner that said, Dear partner, I never liked your looks but I felt sorry for you. You know, I don't care for your personality. It grates on me. But I knew you were desperate to get married. I feel bored when I have to listen to you. I don't enjoy any intimate moments with you, but I sacrifice. I don't care for the friends you keep. I don't like the way you spend your days. I have no interest in your career or in your hobbies. You're not my type. There's really nothing about you that lights my fire. There's no charm, no twinkle in my eyes when I'm with you or think about you. There is nothing that I admire in you. I married you only because you were pathetic. I felt sorry for you. I married you out of pity. You're a charity case. From Sean. How would you feel if you got that valentine? I, went, I was driving down the road, and I saw a billboard that said, Service over self. So this person is practicing service over self. He doesn't value this person he married, and so it's a service. It's a duty. It's an unchosen obligation. It's something he has to do that hurts him. This is not someone he loves. This is not a value. And it's not nice to the person either because his wife or her wife, if it were written to a wife or husband receiving this, knows they're not important. It's you. They can see it in the emotion. So obviously this view of love, love is sacrifice, is dead wrong. Listen to the opposite. And I, I, when I wrote this, I thought of my husband. Dear partner, when I think of you, I have a warm smile. I feel great inside. I love the way you laugh. I love your spontaneity. I love your good humor. I love the way you treat me. I feel important and I feel cared for. I love the way we can talk openly and honestly about our dreams. 
and we can talk about our differences too and work things out without tearing one another down. I love that we both enjoy dancing and traveling. And I love that you never unjustly jump to negative conclusions about me. I love the way you dress. I find it alluring. I love that I feel free to grow in our relationship and that you encourage me to do so. I don't feel imprisoned in our relationship. I feel you've helped me see strengths that I never knew I had. I love that we laugh a lot together. I love that you offer a welcoming shoulder and welcoming arms when I'm going through harder times. I love our moments of tenderness and of intimacy together. I love you. And I could write that to my husband, Harris, which I actually did. Now, what's that? That's not selfless love. He's a tremendous value to me. It's not love for pity. But first, I have to value myself first. If I don't like myself, then I will feel like an object of pity to anyone who says they love me. What do they see in me if I don't see anything in myself? Once I value myself, I can love my husband. It's wonderful to have a great relationship. So love is an emotion that depends on my ability to discriminate between guys I don't like, dishonest guys or guys that I don't share any values with, and my husband and the person I do love. So I'm evaluating his character, his goodness, his playfulness, his honesty. And he is essential to my happiness. That is the most selfish feeling. It's a wonderfully, rationally selfish feeling. So I want to be with him more than anyone else in the world. I feel at home with him. And that's what you want to find in your own life. So when you think about romance, think about your own relationship. Have you just settled or not? Have you just given up on romance? You just feel like it's impossible. It can't happen. Well, I've been married years. Did it take work? Yeah, I read a lot of books on romance, couples skills. There are some books on my websites that I recommend. We made some mistakes along the way and we had to learn together, but it's been it's been wonderful being with him. So I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. If you have a question that you would like to ask me on romance or any other issue in your life, you can give me a call now. A toll free one eight seven seven D R K E N N E R. That's toll free one eight seven seven Dr. Kenner. This is from a thirteen year old girl. Hello, Dr. Kenner. I'm thirteen years old and I live in Alabama. Bama, I need professional help with my problem. I have been in the worst state of mind. I've been crying alone in my room every night. I guess I just have a lot on my mind. Dad moved to Nebraska, and I'm down here with my mother in Alabama. I love my mom so, S-O-O-O, much. Whatever She does whatever she can for me. But I'm upset with myself because I feel like what she ever, whatever she does, it's just not enough. I know the way I'm feeling is not caused by stress. I mean, what kind of stress could a 13-year-old girl have? Please tell me what to do to be happy again, Adrian. Adrian, you can have stress at any age. Think of what's going on in your life a lot. You have a major loss, your dad, mom and dad's relationship with one another. Maybe you move from Nebraska to Alabama to live with, I don't know, a grandmother or somebody with mom, and you've gone through so many losses. Well, that explains the tears. If they're important losses, you will feel tears. If you've got a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unanswered questions on your mind, 
such as why did mom and dad divorce? Will I ever see my new friends again? Will I make friends in the new school? Will they ever get back together again? Am I responsible for their divorce? Then you will feel stress. You'll definitely feel stress. And it's a painful state to be in. So how do you find your own happiness? You want to take whatever you truly love. If you go to dance classes, if you have good laughs with mom watching a fun movie, do more of what you love. And speak up. Let dad know how you feel. Let mom know how you feel. Maybe you guys can even get some therapy together. But you want to be your own best friend and you want to be able to learn how to sort out your feelings at a very young age. Uh, because it, it, when I say young age, 13 is still young, even though you may not feel that way. You want to feel, figure out what's unfair in your life. Is there some anger behind this? It's not fair that all this has happened to me and it's not happening to my friends. Is there some of that going on? I highly recommend going to my website, looking at the books. Maybe Mind Over Mood would help you. There's also a little uh, a little book, it's a short book that's Don't Look Back by Lee Wardlaw. And when I get back, I will read to you a letter that's in this book uh, that a daughter received from her dad. That's pretty poignant. And later on in the show, we'll be talking about romance, what makes it work with Dr. Judy Kuriansky on the rational basis of happiness. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. Partners, whether married or dating, need to communicate constantly, but many lack communication skills. For example, they may not be able to articulate well and thus struggle to express what they think or feel, but communication skills can be learned. Listening is an important part of communicating. Many people find it very difficult not to interrupt before their partner has finished expressing a complete thought. Listening well, giving your partner your full attention, and summarizing what you heard when necessary sends the message, you are important. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com, and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com. 